0: AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com.
1: Joe finders here,
0: Moving Iron. Hello, and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This Markets with Chip Nellinger. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For More information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire is giving away a free uh, Axon Alliance branded uh, baseball hat. You think I'd be able to say that better now, Chip? I've been saying it for, for 22 episodes now. Go to marketingandaxontire.com, and you'll be able to get uh, get one of those for free. Just give them your details and tell them the Moving Iron Podcast sent you. Send that email to marketingandaxontire.com, and they'll get that out to you in the mail. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You. you can even apply online at agdirect.com. For more information about your financing options, go to agdirect.com. Chip Nellinger is with Blue Reef Agri-Marketing out of Morton, Illinois, and he's nice enough to come on and talk about what's going on in the marketplace. Chip, how are you doing this morning? I guess it's afternoon Do- now.
1: Doing well, doing well. It's, uh, boy, fast and furious in these markets. It's uh- Oh, yeah. One day it looks like it's, uh, you know, going to the moon. The next day they pull the rug out from under it. A lot
0: of volatility, a lot going on in these markets. Absolutely. So we've got three, kind of three really big things going on right now in the markets. One, you got the Kansas wheat tier going on, and it's really kind of the tail of the tape for what the wheat market's going to look like moving forward. India shut off um, exports uh, of wheat, uh, and they were kind of like the last bastion of, really to, of any kind of supply in the world right now. Um, so you have that. On the table now they've gone the Kansas wheat tours going on, and day one they paint this nice, rosy picture of fifty one bushel per average you know it's just greatest thing ever and then day two and three were like, eh, not so much <laughs> You know, yeah. so, so you've got to get in that that part of it too. The markets are on fire today, you know we we're down whatever it is, twelve thousand points, twelve hundred points, whatever it is, and then you've got the crop progress on on the corn side of the uh, of the tape where all that cold wet. Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, weather that we've seen is dried up, hot, good heat, wind, drying things out. Things are going 100 miles an hour, but you still got that northern corn belt that just can't seem to get a break when it comes to the weather. So a lot of things going on there. What, what are you paying, to, paying attention to the most right now, Chip?
1: Well, all of that. Uh, I mean, I think that paints a pretty good uh, picture of what's going on. The wheat market, uh, you know, starting uh, last uh, Thursday, we got a friendly crop report. Uh, You know, production side, uh, much lower than expected, certainly on the low side of of those expectations. And then the double whammy uh, over this this past weekend that, uh, you know, India says, uh, yeah, no more wheat exports. And that was a complete 180. You know, it was just four or five weeks ago. The market was getting comfortable that India would make it would have a big crop and make up a big amount of this shortfall uh, to the rest of the world that we'd lost from the black sea and ukraine and then you know literally 3 weeks later 4 weeks later india saying uh our our crop is uh, not finishing great it's it's less than expected and we're going to go ahead and ban exports so that was quite a turnaround in a very short amount of time and it caught the world wheat market by surprise we uh, you know pushed into new uh, all time highs in in several of those classes and um you know, essentially a dollar and a half rally in three days time, less than three days time. So we were sharply lower today. Um, but I think that had more to do with just some profit taking We probably stretched that market yeah. too far. You know, what used to take uh, six weeks to, to have a market move now takes two or three days. So it, things are happening much, much faster. So, you know, you rally weed a buck and a half, You have the stock market getting beat up, just absolutely pummeled today. Right now, it's down eleven hundred and thirty points, and and going. We still have uh, uh, forty minutes to go in that stock market. it's just got weaker and weaker and weaker all day. So it just happened to be one of those days where uh, stock market down hard. Fears about uh, you know either a uh, inflation running hard or b. Uh, rapidly increasing interest rates. Both those are going to have a tendency to slow the world economy down, and it just happens to be one of those days that uh, it, it all it all hit today. Uh, big selling in the world stock markets, and when that happens, these funds uh, and large investment pools play so leverage in this game, they just sell everything, and and the commodity. I mean, it was widespread. It was corn, beans, wheat. It was it was cattle. Coffee, sugar, cocoa, lumber, uh, you name it. If it's in the commodity space, the metals uh, got, uh, got hit. Um, everything got sold hard today. And so just one of those, one of those, uh, one of those days. And uh, corn, beans, and wheat were, were caught up in that. Uh, you mentioned the planting progress, 49% on the corn on Monday afternoon's report. That was a touch higher than what was expected um have made some progress around in areas since then this you know into midweek there's been some rain around the midwest it, it's a it's a mixed blessing you know if you don't have it all in the ground you, you don't really want rain right now but if it's been in the ground three or four days the rain's just what the doctor ordered to help kick start it and get it uh you know roaring out of the ground in a hurry so we've we've caught back up uh likely um and we just rapidly it. You know, farmers are, are so geared up now and, and, and powered up with bigger planters. We can plant a tremendous amount in a hurry. But you mentioned earlier, uh, the, the bullseye here is North Dakota. I believe they were set, as far as the March acreage and planting intentions report, to plant like 3.6 million acres of corn. As of Monday, they only had 4% of that in the ground. And their, their last planting date is the 25th. So that's next week. That doesn't mean they can't plant after that, but they start losing 1% a day on their crop insurance after the 25th next week. And so, you know, that could be the cutoff next week as to whether they um, switch to beans or some other crop or take prevent plant. But it doesn't look like at this late stage that they're going to get all that corn in the ground uh, up in North Dakota, especially parts of Minnesota are wet uh, as well, parts of uh, Wisconsin. And, and so things are already tight we talked about the tightness of the world wheat market and we need every acre and every bushel this year and and you know just uh things look pretty good uh you know farmers seem to be across the i states anyway uh very happy with the way uh corn and beans have gone in the ground come out of the ground good conditions uh but for sure if you're up there in north dakota and you haven't turned to a wheel yet uh, on the planter and it's 18th of may you're uh, you're scratching your head right now and sh- struggling for sure
0: yeah all right so sticking with the uh, north and south dakota side of what we see happen there spring wheat's playing a big role in what we see happening with wheat right now again it's in the same exact predicament i think it was like 34 percent or something like that of the spring wheat's been planted last time i looked as you look at that right now chip i mean if, if the spring wheat doesn't get planted i mean it'll get planted but it'll just be so late that who knows what the yield's going to look like and all the stuff that comes with that but looking at that right now it piled up with what you see happening in kansas oklahoma west texas where that strong wheat belt is couple that with what's going on in ukraine and russia and all those things where's wheat going i mean it just seems like to me there's just a it's like your guess is as good as mine as how high it can go
1: yeah it's it's a little scary actually you <clears throat> add on to that now concerns in in uh, france and germany yeah. are pretty large uh wheat production areas uh they have been very very dry and and hot there's concern there uh the the main uh growing areas uh, for wheat in china have been very very hot and dry and so it's just everywhere it's like it's like everywhere in the world that grows wheat has had a problem and it's just kind of the perfect storm uh shaping up so where does it go um you know that's a great question. Um, Russia, of the one area of the world that appears to have a nice crop, it, it might be Russia. How much that gets out and exported, there, there is some supply there. It's not like there's no wheat. It's just kind of artificially held off the market because of all these sanctions. So my guess is some of that wheat will spill out into some of these countries that just critically have to have um, uh, wheat for a food source, uh, or face, you know, riots and starving population. And so where it can go is, is a little scary right now. Um, you know, wheat's a fickle market. Um, one thing that will happen, I, I can assure you is I, I looked the other day and I certainly not today, but, uh, yesterday, I believe we had $11 Chicago, uh, new crop next year, July 23 wheat. So, These higher prices will help stimulate acreage, and and will end up raising a big crowd. The problem is getting from here to there, right? That's still a ways off in the future, and and so until that level, we have to search a level out that starts slowing demand down. And and you really, there's no big signs yet that we've done that. Uh, I mean, all things are firing on the corn side of the equation. Our exports have been good. Our our ethanol demand is pretty good. Uh, our feed numbers are still uh, uh, good too. We've pared back a little bit on the poultry, but we've got a lot of of cattle uh, out there. And uh, so, how high does wheat go? I, I sound like a politician uh, going nine different directions. I, I don't. I don't know. It, it's got to go to a level that starts choking off demand. New all time highs. Um, you know, arguably haven't done that yet. So, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16 bucks, I don't think is out of the equation. And, uh, some of that probably has to do with what's the ultimate crop size that we're going to harvest out of, uh, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and you know, how much more rain Europe gets and, and how short the wheat crop is in China for all the, the jawboning of, they have plenty of stocks and massive crops. You know, I think the cat's out of the bag. China is running on empty, it, it appears. You know, and they've been buying some corn recently. Mm-hmm. They've been buying beans three or four times in the last uh, week or so, um, and they may have a real problem started over there with, uh, you know, supplies of, of grain.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the that's the funny side about this is that you know you look at what's going on with what china's buying i mean they're they're buying whatever anybody will let them have right i mean if they yeah you, you, you can take it you know rice is that other kind of thing that plays into that wheat where how you know how what's what's going on there and, and and what's happening in southeast asia with rice right now i mean it's just in india and everywhere else sooner or later that's going to get a, a short supply now all of a sudden the backup world supply of of, of cheap food you know and rice is going to be expensive too so all of a sudden, now you don't have anything that's cheap. It's just we're kind of headed towards that that feel of like two thousand eight, nine, ten. You know, where we saw a lot of unrest in in the world, especially in Africa and in the Middle East, um, yeah, because of food. You know, so we're just we're headed to a tight spot. Well, it just runs downhill, right?
1: You know, you mentioned spring wheat. Um, this is really the second year in a row, right? They had a drought last year. Uh, in the northern plains and yeah. Canadian prairies and now it's too wet up there to plant um, and, and so that's the highest you know protein content of uh, of our wheat and and then Kansas City you know that that hard uh, wheat area in in the southern plains as in a drought um, we planted we're gonna have some okay wheat over here uh, but you know that soft red is the lowest protein content and there's just not enough acres of that over here to to make up the shortfall. And then it just starts rolling downhill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, corn is in there as well. Uh, you got sorghum, uh, you've got rice, you've got barley, all these other competitive feed grains. It, it just increases the demand for all of it. And you, you, uh, you mentioned 2008. It's a little scary because the, maybe the one thing that could derail this is a, is a big, fast, uh, I'm not going to call it a crash, but, um, a, a rapid, correction in the stock market. You can argue uh now we're twelve hundred and forty points lower in the stock market. This is a ugly day, right? And so you shrink two or three of these days in a row, uh, or, or three out of five the next you know five days, and you know, that could cause some selling pressure across commodities. And and so it could just increase the you know the the uncertainty and the and the volatility in here. But I think there's enough uh, end users uh, real buyers real users of uh, a lot of our grains and and commodities here that still are going to buy the break they, they gotta have it they gotta secure it and uh so if we do have a break i think that's that's good news for those guys but uh this thing is just um we painted ourselves into a corner in a lot of ways right the federal reserve uh, being one of them and you know, just multiple uh, crop problems in multiple continents over the last 24 months, and and then the war, you know, mm-hmm. kind of closing off Ukraine, and it is really a tight
0: situation out there. Yep. All right, so one other side of that, too, is typically when you have high corn price, wheat price, those kind of things, and they're high, you, you see a contraction hardcore contraction in in the uh, the protein marketplace right so you got you got hogs you know they've been kind of battling back and forth but you know the beef marketplace just has not really seen the slowdown they they're the price is staying up they're seeing some good things obviously today they're getting beat up pretty good but i mean across the last 30 days even hogs to some extent you've seen some strong strong markets there so talk about that a little bit
1: yeah, it, it, that goes into the equation, right? We have seen some setbacks here in uh, in cash cattle the last few, two, three weeks. We've seen a nice setback in box beef. Uh, that's typically a kind of a seasonal, uh, you know, that's not uncommon this time of year. Uh, we've seen a big setback in hogs, but they got so high. You know, they got to right. $110, $112 months ago. Uh, we've had a big setback there, but, um, you know, Historically speaking, the, there's only been a couple times in history we've seen the feed grains this high, um, and, and uh, every time that I know of, it if if grains keep going up, wheat, corn, everything, um, beans, to drag the meal higher, I think it eventually has to drag the protein complex, too. Uh, otherwise, you, you run the problem of um, the opposite end of that spectrum, right? you, you you break those livestock producers, uh, literally, mm-hmm. and um, and that's not a good situation, right? You that just exaggerates the food scarcity problem that we already have because of the tight stocks of, of grain. So, I think eventually, if corn keeps going up, if you see it at some stupid number nine, nine and a half, ten dollars down the road here, uh, and you see fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollar wheat and eighteen or twenty dollar beans, and you know five hundred fifty six hundred dollar meal i think it has to drag uh the price of of, of cattle feeders hogs uh the poultry everything with it to keep those margins i mean they're going to make a lot of money but we have to keep incentivizing those producers uh to stay in business and keep producing or then you you run the real risk of of having a protein shortage and uh so it, there's a million things going on here. And obviously, if we're slowing the world economy down because of inflation or because we're going to raise interest rates, you know, the fear in, on the beef side especially is you're going to start slowing that down. But our exports have been just tremendous here for 18 months. Uh, I think we're on a record pace here for, uh, for this year uh, as far as uh, our beef exports go. And, and that's really helped, um, you know, keep things held together, I think um even with the rising cost of uh you know of of, of corn and and feed grains in here
0: yeah yep it's uh, it is you know talk about volatility all the time and what that looks like and then how that works into your plane and i'm I'm pretty sure whatever plan you put together in december no- you know november december january time frame is is dramatically changed now to something different and having that that f- fluidity. Uh, in, in your plan to make sure that thing works right. Let me talk about that right now, Chip. I mean, what do, what do you guys, what, what are some of the advice you're giving out there to some of the folks when you're, when you're talking to them about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of it, right? The plan um, can't be static. It, right. it has to be able to change. Uh, you talk about volatility. Uh, yesterday in wheat, you know, we were higher in the overnight. We sold off uh, more than 50 cents off of the highs, and then we came back and rallied and put in new highs for the day um, so massive amounts of volatility. You're going to see more and more of that. You got to have flexibility. Uh, it's a case by case scenario too. There's no sure. one size fits fits all plan. It varies by operation, but in general, um, you know, scaling in the sales lightly on these rallies, um, you know, at, at new all time, highs in, in wheat, uh, still have to allow for some flexibility, whether that's, Using puts instead of sales, or attaching some calls on top of those sales, still have to have some upside flexibility because the next seventy-five days, you know, there's already indications that the western, uh, you know, obviously the drought in in the plains. If that starts moving north into Nebraska, uh, uh, Iowa, Missouri, or or crosses the Mississippi River and we get to Iowa and Illinois, hot and dry in uh, in, in the last half of June and July, I mean, this thing could be explosive. So on the one hand, you're facing record profitability from the row crop side. You've got to have some way, shape, or form to, to lock that in and still maintain flexibility that you participate if prices do continue to, to rally. Um, and, and this volatility helps you do that, right? If you've been scaling into sales the last few days and you just broke hard um, because of the stock market, it allows you to come back in and maybe attach some of those calls to those sales that you made at higher levels. So you just have to have that flexibility and, and you you have to yeah. monitor it too right It just happens so fast we talked yeah. about that earlier i mean you you're seeing moves that uh, five years ago would take six weeks to happen you're seeing that happen in forty eight hours and yeah. it it's just the speed of um, the change of these markets is just any unlike anything i've I've ever seen I've been doing it a long time
0: yeah it's crazy out there right now, and just like you said. You got to have so many eyes watching what's going on because, like you said, I mean, it's like we talked about yesterday. There was like a almost a dollar and some chain, dollar and twenty five cent swing in the overall market in wheat yesterday, or something like that, from the high to the low and everything in between. And that's that's just a big yeah. number, you know. It's, it's just a big swing, and it's just crazy how that operates. So, yeah, and uh, it's not you know I, I'm watching it. Uh, you know, I got the markets up right now.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. You know, have one eye on. Obviously, the grain markets are closed. Kind of keep an eye on the on the stock market and some of the financial markets, but you know it was was working here, you know I got multiple screens, I'm looking at one screen, look back wheats you know fifty three cents off the highs, I'm like, oh what that's pretty ugly, and go work for fifteen more minutes look again, it's unchained i mean it it's just the is stupid it it's people are starting to say how oh, the wheat market's broke i I'm not a believer of that necessarily um it may feel broke in in the short run, but it's it's it will do its job if we let it, right. and um, that might mean a lot of a lot of pain in there for for someone, right? End right. users are feeling the pain right now, yep. but that's what you have to do. You have to choke the demand off, unfortunately, and it's it's not a painless a uh, process. Yeah, that's.
0: No, Million things happening right now. So, everything is, I mean, just everything hinges on this next news report that comes out. You know, today, whatever they come out with, uh, when they finally put their final number on the Kansas Wheat Tour, and they get that, okay, here's what the average bushel per acre is going to be, and it's 25 bushels an acre off the average. Oh my God, it's going to make the, I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to have happen. I'm just throwing numbers out there. But, I mean, it's going to be something crazy like that where it's just, and it just takes off and runs, and then what do you do? I mean, it's just, it gets even worse, so I mean, it's just a it's it's a yeah. it's a tough tough marker right I mean, numbers are big and people are making money and those kind of things, but there's still a lot of big ramifications out there that you need to pay attention to.
1: Oh, for sure. It's just yeah. it's just um, it's unbelievable the the speed of it and the amount of uh, moving parts. So it uh, it definitely pays to have an extra set of eyes and, and ears. It, right. It's not the time to stick your head in the sand and, and
0: do nothing and and work shooting from the hip and not with a plan (laughs) exactly right so folks are working on that plan chip how they get a hold of you over at blue refactor marketing
1: yeah just just call our office 309-550-7213 um we're pretty low pressure low stress love to chat with you uh kind of see what uh what you're doing with your plan and you know give you a little advice on you might improve it and you know what uh, what our thought process is so don't hesitate to give us a call
0: absolutely give them a call folks those guys over there know what they're doing and it's well worth your well worth your opportunity to at least just have that conversation with them so check that out chip appreciate you being the podcast man hey no problem thanks casey and i'm casey seymour with moving iron podcast make sure you check me out on facebook twitter and instagram that's where you find the latest editions of the moving iron podcast also go to linkedin under moving iron podcast and you want to subscribe and see what Chip Nellinger looks like, go over to the YouTube channel, check that out, and you'll see what Chip looks like on the video side of it. So uh, if you're interested in coming to the Moving Iron Summit up here, coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, check that out. That's September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Go to the movingironllc.com website, upper right-hand corner, click on the Moving Iron Summit tab, and you will get all the information there. If you need more information, send me an email at podcast movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out.
1: The